This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Elizabeth Preston, episode 182, Become Ungaslightable. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for barrier-breaking women who are ready to shed their good girl layers so they can own their power and live deeply fulfilling lives instead. I'm your host, Lindsay Elizabeth. I'm a leadership coach to women all over the world. And I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me and my guests as we challenge you to shed society's bullshit systems and beliefs to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you were meant to be. As you listen, trust your intuition to take what you love and leave the rest. The thoughts and perspectives I share on the show are my own with the lens of my lived experience as a privileged, white, cis, straight, able-bodied woman. And while that informs my experience and perspectives, I wholeheartedly believe living a deeply fulfilling life is possible to every woman. If I ever say anything harmful, I'm open to doing better and hearing your feedback. My goal is for you to leave this show feeling empowered, inspired, and ready to share this show with every woman you know so they too can create a life that lights them the fuck up from the inside. Are you ready to get started? Let's go. Hi there, beautiful soul. Prepare yourself. Today's episode is likely going to blow your mind. It certainly blew my mind as I learned this information. Get ready. If you are not listening in a quiet space where you can listen fully to this episode, I encourage you to come back when you can because, again, you're going to learn a lot today. We're going to be talking about gaslighting and how you can become ungaslightable. What I'm going to teach you today can be huge, okay? I know, like, you may think I'm just doing a marketing ploy. I ain't. I ain't doing it. This is, like, a huge life skill that I think everyone needs to be taught. And, yeah, I really want all my clients to listen to this episode, so it's going to be a popular one. All right, before we get into it, and I even talk about what gaslighting is and what it feels like and all the things, I want to give a shout-out to Simone Soul, who recently did a master class about how to not gaslight your clients. I took it and this is where I built the majority of what I'm going to share with you today from her teaching. And so I want you to look her up, Simone Soul again. We'll put a link in the show notes to follow her on Instagram. If you're a coach, I highly suggest following her. I love her work. She does amazing work. All right, so gaslighting, what is it? It is the act of undermining another's reality by denying facts, the environment around them, or their feelings. Okay, I'm gonna say it again so you can really sit into it. Gaslighting is the act of undermining another person's reality by denying facts, the environment around them, or their feelings. The intent of gaslighting is not always malicious, okay? Sometimes it just happens. But regardless if it's malicious or not, you are intentionally denying what someone else is experiencing so it counts 
as gaslighting, okay? Gaslighting in time leads to a loss of self-trust and self-regard for the person experiencing it. And then they become more and more dependent on the gaslighter because they can't trust their own reality. They have to look to that other person to trust their reality. And then they become even more dependent, again, on the gaslighter. And so they look to them to tell them what to believe, how to process the experience. They tell them what to think about it, how they should feel about it, et cetera, okay? This happens in coaching and therapy all of the time. So I wanna throw that out there. It happens in coaching and therapy, okay? And the reason why is because you're going to a coach or therapist, right? And you're like, hey, here's what happened in my life, blah, 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 blah. And if the coach and therapist is not honoring that person's reality and instead throwing their own shit at it, then that counts as gaslighting, okay? I'm gonna give you an example. My very first therapist that I had, I guess this was like 2013, I went to her and I said, I think my partner is cheating on me. And so we talked about it just a little bit from what I remember. And I remember her saying, I don't think he's cheating on you. Okay. So what happened then is I started to believe her reality of it when she told me, because also as a therapist, she's kind of on this pedestal, right? Especially at that time in my life when I didn't have as much self-awareness and confidence and such, I was looking to her to say, I think my husband's cheating on me. I think I need to like process this and figure out what to do in the relationship. And she's like, no, no, no. I don't think he's cheating on you. I think you have anxiety and I think you have some depression. And I was like, okay, all right, all right, yeah, I, I will work on this. And that felt more comfortable to me at the time too. I was like, I would much rather work on myself than look at leaving my, than marriage, right? And so I became dependent on her because she started to tell me what my reality was, right? So she started to tell me what to think, what to believe, what to feel, experience, et cetera. And because again, I didn't have a ton of self-awareness at that point, I just kept believing her. And it wasn't until things got really, really obvious that he was cheating on me to a point where he didn't come home for a month. And then, you know, I hired a PI. I was like, I'm just going to hire. Like, I, I honestly, at that point, I was so then convinced he wasn't cheating on me. I thought he was on drugs. And so I hired a PI thinking, you know, where is this dude? Is he like in a drug house or like what is going on here? And that's when it all came out about the other woman, et cetera, right? Because I had been so gaslit by her and also by him, because again, I would come to him many times. And we also had gone to a couples therapist where he denied it too. And the couples therapist went to me and was like, Lindsay, this is on you. You know, he's denying it. So I was being fucking gaslit all the fucking time in that whole situation, right? You know, it's really interesting because gaslighting can happen in such little ways, and we'll talk more about that, but it is really interesting when you do come out of a gaslit experience, especially if it's a relationship where you're being gaslit a lot, it almost feels like you're kind of like waking up. You're kind of like, oh man, like what just happened? Because you, in essence too, were giving away your sense of self, your thoughts, your beliefs. You were like looking to others to tell you what to believe and think, right? So that's gaslighting in a nutshell. I'm going to say it one more time. It's the undermining of another's reality by denying the facts, the environment around them, or their feelings about that. And it happens a lot 
in coaching and therapy. And we'll talk about other places it happens, but I just want to call out coaching and therapy because just of the nature of the relationship being, you know, it can be a pedestal where people put their coach or therapist of like, you tell me what to do. And just in regards to the depth of what is shared in that relationship. I want to just put out there too, if you are neurodiverse or disabled in some way, it can cause even more gaslighting for you. And this is why. Because we grow up in a society that is for the neurotypical, okay? And especially the school system, right? The traditional school system. I experienced this because I have ADD, right? So you're growing up and you're like, oh, that thing's just not working for me. This thing is just not working the right way. Well, in the past, and even still in the present, what happens many times is like, it's on you, baby. That's your fault. It's not the system's fault. It's not the assignment's fault. It's not the teacher's fault. It's you. You are the problem. And so what happens then is that we start to internalize that, right? That's why all this research is out there that especially people with ADD or ADHD, they have such lower self-esteem because they are taught so often is like, no, 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 it's your, you are the problem. This is the same as true for men versus women. Women get gaslit a lot too. It's like, you know, you're not as successful, not because you're a woman, it's just because you're not as great as Bill and Tom and Jerry and whoever, right? And so we start to internalize those things. Same for people of color, right? It's like, oh no, those things aren't happening because you're black. It's just because you're not as good. And we're going to unpack even more of that, okay? So just know if you're in any of those buckets, then you have likely experienced more gaslighting, all right? Gaslighting is not validating or agreeing with the other person's thought or believing or experiencing a different version of reality than you. This is you then denying their experience, okay? So let me give you an example. So I actually have a client who I went to high school with. And we experienced some similar things as we went through high school because we were friends and we were in a similar activity and such. And one of the things that happened impacted me greatly for a period in my life, but it didn't really impact her, okay? So we experienced the same thing, the same you know, facts on paper in essence, but the way that I perceived it and the way that she perceived it was completely different. As we both talked about that experience at one point in our relationship, she did not then say, Lindsay, nah, that's not what happened. You shouldn't have felt that way, la, 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 la. She sat there and said, wow, I interpreted it this way. You interpreted it that way. And we sat there honoring our two experiences. Okay, you see the difference? So if we were to go back to my therapy example, had I gone to the therapist and said, hey, I think he's cheating on me, she should have dug deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and then continue to say, okay, we need to dig into why you are thinking this is reality for you when you don't even have the evidence yet, okay? And continue to look and follow how I was feeling, what I was thinking, and follow that instead of put in her own, no, 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 this isn't him cheating on you. So just take that in. Doesn't mean we have to agree with everybody. We don't have to have the same experience as everybody. It's honoring what's yours and what is mine. Gaslighting is the difference of perception or the difference of perception in the context of an unequal power dynamic, okay? So what that means is that gaslighting happens more when we are not in an equal power dynamic, okay? 
The person with less power does not want to risk upsetting or losing the person with more power or the person with less power has just been given less power, right, over them and they admire and they believe the other person. All right, so what does this mean? This typically means we're in power dynamics all of the time. And this is something that's really been brought to the forefront of my mind by doing diversity, equity, and inclusion work with my coach, Alyssa Hall. We did an episode, gosh, I think over a year ago. We'll link it in the show notes. Um, But by doing that work, she opened my eyes to, Lindsay, there are power dynamics going on around you all of the time and you need to start to become more aware of it. And the reason why I was opening my eyes to that is because I wanted to see more and more when I was in a position of power without even realizing it. Like for example, she opened my eyes to between a black woman and a white woman, there tends to be a power dynamic because society tends to value the white woman more and see her in a different light and so there's a power dynamic there now i know for some of you you're not going to get that you may even feel offended by that just take a deep breath with it okay if that doesn't resonate with you right now just let it go stay with me okay but it happens and i didn't see that stuff until she brought it to my eyes and i was like oh my gosh like playing it back that's so true right? And so we have power dynamics everywhere. And I started to see it the more I was brought to the conscious mind of what was going on. So obviously we have them between boss and employee, parent and child. We tend to have them a lot of times between a man and a woman. I started to see it really clearly in my marriage between my husband and I, even though my husband didn't want to have power over me, he's just been conditioned to think a certain way, right? And so he was just naturally having more power over me where I was conditioned in a way to release power, right? So that became a power dynamic. A coach or a therapist and a client, as I've mentioned, even like a preacher and just a person, this happens a lot. Another one I hear a lot about, doctors and patients. This is like a whole thing that's come out on social media of people talking about how their doctors have gaslit them. And they would go to a doctor over and over and say, oh, I feel this way. And they'd be like, no, 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 you don't feel that way. No, 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 that's not happening. And because they were the doctor in the patient dynamic, right, they're looking to the doctor to get answers. And they're like, okay, I guess there is nothing wrong with me. This happens with teachers and students. This happens with obviously like people in power, like a president, prime minister, and then the person. And this too happens, as I mentioned earlier, with a white person and a person of color due to white supremacy culture, where white supremacy culture tends to promote that one person is better than the other, and that tends to be white people, okay? Supremacy conditioning is we are socialized to ignore, undervalue, and override our experiences, perceptions, and desires to be good, okay? So what do I mean by that? Break that down for normal language, right, Lindsay? Let's think about it. Most people who listen to this podcast are women. White supremacy culture can also be called the patriarchy in some ways. How many times in your life as a woman have you leaned into being more like a male because that was what was either expected of you or what you were conditioned to believe as more successful or what you knew would get you ahead? That's what I'm talking about here with this white supremacy culture. Okay, this happens the same for people of color. They have to deny aspects of their culture when they're coming in to say corporate America, right? They can't wear their dreadlocks. They can't talk in the natural way that they would talk at home. They have to talk more quote unquote white-like 
in order to be accepted, right? Same with people who are neurodiverse. Many times we are masking that we are neurodiverse, like, you know, talking about like things like stemming, right? Of people doing kind of like, for lack of a better term, like just interesting habits. Like my daughter, she definitely has ADD. And so she kind of picks at her nails a lot. And so she will, if we're in certain spaces, right? Well, she will, in essence, mask that she's doing those things to appear more quote unquote neurotypical. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. I just want to wrap that up before we go on to the next point is that gaslighting happens more when we're in power dynamic relationships. Okay. Because just of the power dynamic that's there, regardless if we want it there or not. Most white people do not walk around saying, yeah, I love you know, the power dynamic that's going on here. I love that I'm on top. I know I don't. I know many other people don't. It's just the way that our society has been built. And it's not until we call out these things and we bring it to the conscious mind, do we start to see it more? And we start to say, oh, how can we create less of a power dynamic here? Okay. So this gaslighting happens in these power dynamics, right? Because also they're, the person who's experiencing the gaslighting is in a position of vulnerability. Okay. So I always think about me being at the OBGYN with my legs open, undressed. I feel very vulnerable in that moment. And there are times with my OBGYN over the years, I've been like, hey, something's off or this thing's coming up. And because I'm feeling so vulnerable and then, you know, whatever comes out of her mouth, it tend, I can just be like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And like deny what's going on because I feel so vulnerable. Same with you know, a coach and a client or a therapist and a client, you're coming to them and you're bringing things to them that maybe nobody's ever heard about, where it's like the secret, right? And so you're coming to them, you're telling this thing, you're feeling very vulnerable in that, you're in your emotional brain. If we were to hook you up to a brain scan at that moment, the limbic system of your brain would be lit up and the prefrontal cortex wouldn't. And so you don't have as much logical thinking at that moment and so someone can seep in and say things to you that can be gaslighting right they're also putting the other person on a pedestal and because of that they're believing the other person is smarter more enlightened or just higher than them and so they're like okay yes teacher I will take your teachings yes president I will follow whatever you tell me to yes parent okay I will agree with what you say yes husband yes preacher Yes, coach or therapist, right? And so what happens then is they start outsourcing their power and authenticity to that other person, okay? Now, as somebody who's been in the power dynamic where I've been the one in power, be it, you know, the boss, I'm obviously a parent, um, I'm obviously a coach, you know, I've been teachers at times, I'm a white person, then there are moments when I feel the power dynamic for sure. And it's not like I want the power dynamic to be there, right? And I start bringing that power dynamic down, okay? And hopefully by the end of this episode too, if you're in the power dynamics that I mentioned above and you're in the person in power, you will start to bring yourself down. And in a way where you're still honoring yourself, but you're taking yourself off the pedestal. Like for example, I just recorded the intro video for my Living the Dream Mastermind this next year. And in that intro video, I talk about this and I say, hey, you likely put me on a pedestal. 
Maybe you've already done the work to not put me on there, but I want you to take me off that pedestal right now, okay? Because yes, I am your coach. Yes, I am the person who has brought together this container and the leader of this container and I need to be respected in that. However, you are the ultimate person to decide what is true and right for you. And also when I mess up because I will, here's what to do. Here's how to come to me in that. Okay. And so, and I'm, again, I'm taking myself off the pedestal in that I'm still holding in my power. I'm still asking for respect, but I'm also saying, Hey, here's what to do when I mess up. All right. Okay. So hopefully you're getting some downloads already about, okay, I, I see where gaslighting comes up. I know what gaslighting is. Let's start to talk more about how to stop gaslighting, right? The antidote to this. And the biggest thing is you being self-aware, okay? In essence, you being in your power. Well, how are you going to be in your power? Being self-aware. So what happens and why we experience gaslighting, right, is because we are looking to the other person to tell us what to think, feel, believe, do, etc. right? So the more you're self-aware to say, if somebody presents something to you, to say, no, that's not right, I'm not being heard, I'm not being listened to, that's not in alignment for me, the more you can stop gaslighting before it goes on. And I want to just say too, you know, gaslighting tends to be this term lately where it's like, oh my gosh, you're being gaslit and this person is so horrible and la 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 la. You know, go back to what I said at the beginning of this episode. The intent of gaslighting is not always malicious. I believe going back to the therapist that I had years ago, I don't think she was like maliciously trying to talk me out of my power. I believe she really thought I wasn't being cheated on and that the core issue was my anxiety and depression. And she wasn't completely wrong right? There was an element of truth. I did have some anxiety and depression that did need to be worked on. However, he was obviously cheating on me, right? Now, if we look at my partner and he was obviously in malicious intent to gaslight me during that. Okay. So gaslighting, again, maybe a term where you're like, oh my gosh, I don't ever want to gaslight anybody. And you know, if somebody gaslights me, like burn them to the ground, like cancel them and do all that stuff. It's like, this is just part of it. It just happens. And so the more we can be self-aware and in our power, the more we can call it out and the more that we can do it in a way where we are regulated in our nervous system and we do it in a way where people can recognize, oh my gosh, I'm gaslighting you. I didn't even realize it. Thank you so much. I know what work I need to go do, right? Okay, so just assume gaslighting will seep into your life. It's not our fault. It's usually not the other person's fault. I have a client who recently said a quote that said, assume stupidity over malice. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to write that down. Assume stupidity over malice. Sometimes people just don't understand when they're doing it, right? Like I told my clients, remember I said, I'm going to mess up. I'm going to do things that I don't quite see the harm in. And you have to call that out in me, call it out to me. And I will call it out in you as well, right? So, okay. What can we do to not get gaslit? First, just be aware of supremacy culture and how it will show up in your thoughts, okay? So like I said, when I went through DEI coaching, I started to see these power dynamics everywhere, right? And I saw it a shit ton in my marriage, a shit ton. 
And I started to see, oh my gosh, I see how I back down with him. I see how he presents things to me as fact and they're not fact and I don't question things. And I started to see that not because he wanted that power dynamic. He did not at all. And I didn't want that power dynamic either. But I needed to just bring to my conscious mind of like, oh, this is what happens a lot between men and women, right? And so I needed to just be aware of that culture. So the more you can do your own work of seeing how we're fed supremacy culture and these power dynamics all the time, the better. And you probably have a lot of awareness already from this episode, right? Of like, oh yeah, I didn't even see that power dynamic or this power dynamic, right? And then two, what you can do is to be as often as possible in relationships where you can have open, authentic dialogue with somebody, okay? So like I said, with my clients, I'm like, hey, you tell me when I mess up. You tell me when I've coached you in a way that doesn't feel right. And part of that coaching too is me asking consent for things, reading their body language, asking for feedback and things of that sort. But if you are in relationships where it's like my way or the highway kind of thing, like for example, we are in a season where we're exploring, okay, do we want to go to church as a family? I've never been a huge church person. I have my thoughts about organized religion in some ways, but I'm open to the idea. And so there's a church that's going to be within walking distance from our new home that we're going to be moving to. And I looked up one of their recent services and was watching it. And I just, I could not stand the way the preacher was up there saying like, this is the way that we need to view sexuality and gender. This is the right way. I'm like, no. (laughs) That's again, he's putting himself on the pedestal, right? Of like, I know better than you. And that's just not the kind of dynamics and relationships I want to be in. I wouldn't want to work with somebody that's like that. Now, what's tricky in this too is like, if we go back to my marriage, when I was doing all of this work, I was calling out my husband a lot of like, you are not listening to me. You are not getting the feedback. And had in that moment, I just decided, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to get a divorce. Like, this isn't worth it. That would have been unfortunate because he just needed me to continue to hold him to, hey, you can't talk to me that way hey, you need to listen to me in this way kind of thing. And it opened his eyes to, oh, okay, now I understand, you know, the way that I need to approach Lindsay and blah, 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 right? And so I do want to just encourage you, if you feel like you're in a relationship or relationships where you're like, holy shit, there's a power dynamic, I'm even being gaslit, give them some time, okay? I know intuitively you'll know where to go with this. If you want to just cut it now and move on, great. But just allow them to like rise to the occasion in essence, okay? And then hopefully you then are surrounded with relationships where people are asking for consent from you, okay? Even a boss to an employee, I feel like needs to ask for consent at times of like, hey, I would like to have a meeting on X date to talk about blah, 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 or how this thing came up. And in essence, you are asking for their consent to have a hard or difficult conversation, right? And the other thing too, is if somebody's like venting to you or they're presenting something to you, to ask for consent to give feedback, okay? And saying like, hey, would you like my perspective on this? You know, what would you like me to do here kind of thing? 
And this is especially true for a lot of men. Men are conditioned to want to problem solve, right? And this is something I had to talk to my husband a lot is sometimes I would vent to him and he would just start then like going into problem solving mode. And I had to get really clear with him of, I don't want you to problem solve this. I am not asking for your feedback here. I am asking for you to hold space. And so he's learned over time for then to ask for consent from me about what it is that I would like to do. Ideally too, you have even like doctors and teachers, and as I said, bosses that are doing this as well. Even though they're in a position of power, they still come at you. Like I've had a doctor, I forget who it was. I forget even what what I was going for, but I remember in the doctor exchange with them, they were asking me questions of things like, well, what do you want to do to solve this problem? What are you interested in? And, and things of that sort. I don't know about you, but I've had so many doctors over the years. They come in, they just start spouting off a bunch of shit and then they leave. And then I'm like, wait a second. I wasn't even heard in that. I wasn't even asked like what the fuck I wanted to do. You just start spouting off a treatment plan and that's not even alignment with what I want to do at all. And you're already out the door moving on to the next thing, right? So just start to think, okay, what kind of doctor do I want in my life so that you can be around that? All right. The other thing I want to just present with this in regards to consent is that we are conditioned so much as women, especially to just say yes, say yes, be nice, be pleasant, right? And not being in touch with our true authentic desires And so we might on the surface level say, yes, oh yes, give me your feedback. Oh yes, I'll do that treatment. Oh yes, I'll take that coaching. And then you'll walk away and later start to really let it sit and simmer in you or even start to do whatever it is you said you were going to do and realize it's not a good fit for you. And so again, that's your work to do to tap more into more and more self-awareness so that you know where to go with that. And I want to offer too, is that you're not going to know everything at every moment. It's not until you're going to go and implement something that you realize, hey, this doesn't work for me. And hopefully then again, you're in relationships where you can go back to those people and say, hey, I know I said I was going to do da da da, but it's just not working for me. I've actually had some awareness and here's kind of where I want to go instead. And that they honor that and say, great, no problem. Yeah, let's explore this in a different way. Let's look at it this way. Let's implement this thing instead. And you can sit with that person And you too can, again, collectively decide what is right for you. You know, as I'm speaking all this out to you here, I just keep getting the imagery of speaking with someone versus someone speaking to you, which I know is so interesting because I'm on a podcast right now and we're not conversing. (laughs) I'm speaking to you. But that's why I say a lot of times is like, take what you love, leave the rest, you know, like trust yourself, all of those things. I really actively try and get myself off that pedestal. But again, you want to be in relationships as much as possible to be where you're talking with people side to side. Okay. All right. The other thing I just want to present too is, you know, my goal of this episode was for you to become ungaslightable, right? But on the flip of that, You know, I think gaslighting is going to be something that people are becoming more and more aware of. Obviously, it was something we talked a lot about with Donald Trump because let's just face it, he likes gaslight. And so just realize people may come to you at times and be like, hey, you gaslit me. All right. So I want to give you just a couple of tips for you to start to understand what to do 
if somebody did that to you, okay? Because that doesn't mean you always take responsibility for it. And on the flip of that, you know, you may go to somebody and say, hey, you gaslit me, and they may not take responsibility for it. And some of that, sometimes that's a good thing, all right? Sometimes you still may be outsourcing your power and wanting to blame somebody else for something that really is your fault, okay? So let's go back to my therapist example. Yes, did she gaslight me? Absolutely. And she gaslit me for a long fucking time. And it wasn't until I went back and I was like, actually, he was cheating on me. And it was way worse than I ever thought. Her mouth like was open to the ground and she just goes, I am so sorry, Lindsay. I'm so sorry. But here's the thing. What was my takeaway in that? I've said it many, many times. Trust my intuition. Trust myself. That was my part in it. I'm not sitting around saying, you did this to me. You're the one at fault. I'm seeing it as a two-way street here. I was the one that didn't have enough self-awareness in that, right? Now, should she have seen that as a professional? Absolutely, like all of the things. But there may be times when you need to take responsibility for your piece in it too. And not just if somebody says, hey, you're gaslighting me and here's why. Not to just fawn on them and be like, oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I will fix it right away. To sit with it, maybe even step away from the conversation and be like, wow, I need to really sit and think this through and really sit with, okay, what is going on here? Is this truly something I need to take responsibility for? I'll give you an example. Back in early 2020, no, 2021, when the whole capital thing happened, January 2021, you know what I'm talking about, if you're in the US, you know, I made this post about like Trump and like forgiving Trump and blah, blah, blah. And some people called me out on that and was like, hey, you're tone policing. I don't think I was called as gaslighting, but just some things I need to be called out on. And at the time, I didn't really understand it. And I started to get a little defensive in it. And then I started to step away. And I was like, wait a second, I'm going to step away from this. And I'm going to see what is really mine to take ownership of and what is theirs. And I will say there was, it was a two-way street. Yes, did I have things to take ownership of, but I didn't take ownership for everything they were presenting to me. Some of that was still on those people for them to take ownership and they're part of it, okay? You know, it's like goes back to what I told my clients on this um, Living the Dream Mastermind intro video that I did for them. I said, you know, I cultivate you owning your power in everything you're doing in life, including in the spaces you're working with me, but just be prepared. I'm gonna own my power too. And if you come to me and you say something to me, I'm going to listen, I'm going to hear you, I'm going to acknowledge you in that, but that doesn't mean I'm going to always agree with you. And sometimes we may agree to disagree in those things, and that's a beautiful thing, right? Okay, so just kind of take that in and take in that gaslighting is going to happen, but it's your job to know what it feels like for you and then decide if you're going to speak up for yourself and be and enough safety and regulation, I meaning like nervous system regulation, for you to go and speak that in a way that will, in essence, get the other person to hear you, all right? I know we've talked about this nervous system regulation off and on in many episodes. You may be like, what the hell is this whole thing? I think I'm going to do a whole episode just on nervous system regulation that's coming up so you can start to understand what it is more and start to take the steps to regulate your nervous system more because this is part of it, right? It's not just self-awareness, but then having enough safety 
in yourself to then have difficult conversations. And two, when you have safety in yourself, you're not looking to other people all the time to tell you what to do with your life. Okay. Woo. All right. I hope you had some great takeaways from today. I know I did when I first learned this stuff. Shout out again to Simone Soul for providing that masterclass to open my eyes to this. If you're a coach, I suggest you follow her and go look up this how to not gaslight your clients masterclass that she did because she talks even more about as a coach what we do to ensure we are not gaslighting our clients because it's so important that we don't do that we honor our clients we love them we respect them and we honor their truth because that's ultimately what we're here to do as coaches is to help people find their truth and build their self-awareness and do all the amazing things in their life based on those things All right, my friend, that's it for now. I love you so much and I'll see you on another episode. Bye. Thanks for tuning into the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast. If you haven't left a review for the show yet, what are you waiting for? Your reviews give us the feedback and momentum we need to continue to produce this incredible free content for you. Plus, when you leave a review for the show, you get a copy of my book for free. Simply take a picture of your review and submit it to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash one zero zero. And you'll receive a digital copy of my wisdom from the first hundred episodes book. This book is a study guide for life. Enjoy. And of course, share this show with your friends. I believe every woman can create a deeply fulfilling life that lights them the fuck up from the inside. The more you help others succeed, the more you help yourself. So share, share, share this show. And I'll see you soon and your friends back on the show next week for another eye-opening episode. Until then, keep rocking it.